What's up, everybody? Hi, everybody. We're waiting on Didi and Kara so we can get started. I hope you guys were watching tonight. There's a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you. Yeah, well, I'm going to save the live. It'll be here um, afterwards so you can catch it. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> oh, my God. I was traumatized. How are you? I'm good. So this episode tonight, it's crazy because we're two episodes in, and I feel like I'm hooked, right? Like, are you shook? Like, I'm completely shook. Like, I am I'm obsessed. Like, this is one of the best seasons, beginnings that I've seen, like, in a long time. You know, I've watched since the very first episode of Night Day Beyonce. So that's a lot because we've been through tons and tons of shows. But this, this season is just crazy. It is. It is. I don't even know where we even need to start tonight because I'm like, what? <laughs> I know, right? Okay, so I think Kara is going to be joining us soon. I don't know where she is. She texted me earlier, and now I can't find her. So she's going to pop in at any moment. So I did want to talk about Riley for a second, though, because his dad, we met his dad, and his dad released some information. Now, this has been, like, popular among families and friends where people will have information about your relationship. And they will actually, oh, Kara's texting me. Kara, join. Okay, so, so they will withhold information from you and then release the information right before you're about to leave. And I don't know, I really hate that. Like, for some reason, that really gets to me. Oh, Didi, did I lose you? Hey. Hey. Didi, I think you're frozen. Hi. Oh, am I back are. now? Yeah, we got some really bad weather down here tonight. So I was like, oh. Oh, so did we. <laughs> yeah. Here in Florida, we got like a mini hurricane. Like it was pretty crazy. Okay, so I was saying, I was, I think it's interesting because Riley's dad, we found out about some text messages that he had been receiving from, um, what's her name? Violet. 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 Violet was sending over 150 text messages, very negative, nasty, vile text messages about his son. He withheld the information. He didn't tell him until three days before he was supposed to go to Vietnam. I don't like this, this trend that we're, where people are withholding information that would be very helpful and useful in making a good decision. We kind of saw this on Love in Paradise with Megan and her information that she had about um, Juan that she should have been giving to Jessica. So how do you guys feel about Riley's dad being like, hey, just so you know, you're going to see her. This is what she's texting me. When he could have easily told Riley what was going on as it was taking place. I was mad. Why did the dad keep it? Also, how the hell did she get the dad's phone? I can't imagine talking to a love interest in another country and being like, by the way, here's my parents' phone number. Yeah, That's I found that weird too. Like, what, is, what, what reason would she have to be in communication yeah. with Riley's dad? Like, that, that's very odd to me. And when he said, I have text messages, is it wrong that the first thing I thought was she was flirting with, her, with his dad? That's what 
I thought. Okay, good. That's so, what I was thinking too. So yeah, okay. I was like, oh no, here we go. Yeah, that's where I thought it was going. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't that, which would have been super weird and creepy. But it's still bad because Riley went as far as to say, I want to hire a private investigator to follow her around to make sure that she's the right person. And it's like, if your relationship is in the beginning stages, and you haven't even met in person, and you're thinking you want to see this person, and you don't think that they're being honest with you, is this really worth pursuing? Why get on the plane? Why go through all of the, yeah. the trouble of going over there meeting the person if you don't believe that they're being honest? Because she wasn't super honest about her divorce and her marriage situation. So he already has a bad taste in it. Yeah. Right? He already feels like she doesn't tell me everything. She just tells me some of the things that I, I need to know, everything else she keeps from me. I don't see the point of building anything. I think um, in the first episode, his best friend's wife, I think Tiffany, her name was, she was like, this is a whole red flag. Like, you don't even need to go over there. You could save yourself all the trouble. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's possible that he's wasting his time. If, if you don't trust the person, don't even go meet them. Yeah. Complete waste of time. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a very, first of all, I gotta say is how it made me mad because the dad withheld the information. Mm -hmm. First of all, if that was my child and, you know, and their partner or someone they're in a relationship with started texting me all these messages, um, I'm going to let my child know right then and there. I'm not going to withhold any information that was like oh my gosh then it makes you question well whose side is he really on is he really on his son's side or is he on um violet side because you know what i'm saying it's just yeah. it, it doesn't add up yeah yeah i feel like the loyalty should be with your child like you should say look i'm getting these terrifying strange messages from your girlfriend you need to you know look at this yeah. tell me what you make of this let let people have all of the information so they can make a good decision because i feel like the decisions that he's making would be different if he had all the information on the table and i think hiring a pi i've never seen a situation where you hire a private investigator and you get good news it's never bad whenever right. you get to the point where you need one they're gonna find something i don't know if you guys have watched the show cheaters yeah it was one of my favorite shows once they called cheaters and joey greco showed up it was bad yeah there was something horrible going on so and then the fact that the pi said that 80 percent of the time in this particular type of situation because this was an english-speaking um pi from vietnam so he specializes in um american to um this type of situation so he said 80 percent of the time they're lying yeah. that's a massive red flag itself but i also kind of wonder have we really seen all of Riley? I feel like it hasn't come out during the show, but I'm wondering if Riley kind of anger issues, being honest, because of the way that his dad reacted. So his dad says, you know, I have this information I didn't tell you. Riley just storms off to the kitchen and he's just like, and his dad's like, I knew this was going to happen. So that's true. He, who Riley really is. I mean, we've only seen him for a handful of minutes from the beginning he may be just a very angry person but we don't know i can't i can't i mean yeah we don't know and we know his last relationships one he caught the woman with his friend and then the other one she ghosted him so he might just be on edge 
Yeah, very I well. guess would be a, a better way of saying like angry, like just on edge. Like you don't trust people. When people do things like that to you over and over, the yeah. idea of trusting a person, especially someone you've never met in real life, that's out of the that's out of the question. You're never gonna trust them. Until you have some definite evidence that they're being honest and truthful, you're never gonna trust them. And I feel like maybe the private investigator is just his way of getting that solid evidence that she's a good person because he's like i feel like she's the right person for me i feel like we're gonna make it i just want to be sure and it's like is there ever a way to be sure there are people who've been married for 20 years and they find out that their spouse was cheating on them the whole time like is there ever a way to be sure if you feel like she's the right person then you didn't need to have a private investigator yeah yeah you're right. You nailed it. You nailed it because you're right. If you're 100% sure that this is the right person and you want to get married, you don't need a private investigator. Yeah. And if you need a private investigator, you're not 100% sure. Yeah. So you're 100%. Yeah. You don't even need to pursue the, the relationship if you have to go that far. Yeah. All right. So you just need to call it quits. So where yeah. should we go next? Because I have like a billion things to say about everything. So where should we go next? You, you ladies tell me where we should go next. I know once Dee Dee and on Jasmine and Gina, that's gonna be its own thing. <laughs> Can we do them last, please? Okay, okay, let's do um Jasmine I'm and Gina last. I'm still, still trying to clear my mind a little bit. Me too. So, I wanna talk about Rosvon and Amanda, okay? So, Amanda has made it to Romania and she met Rosvon and she, she was excited, but also like, conflicted and I think that this is what we were talking about before she has not fully processed what's gone on in her life the loss of her husband the transition to dating someone it's only been four months so when she physically saw him in person it wasn't as hot and heavy as they thought it would be she was just like you know I don't need your tongue in my mouth you know I don't this is a lot and I feel like seeing it in person and seeing him in person laying in the bed next to him is making it way more real than just talking on video call and I feel like it's kind of hitting her like this is a real relationship the first real relationship after my husband passed away and I think it's kind of making her feel guilty which I don't think that she should feel guilty first of all I think the fact that it happened so fast is a reason why she's feeling that way but she shouldn't feel guilty her husband Jason told her before he passed away he wanted her to move on he wanted her to be happy but i think seeing it in real life in front of her and knowing that she's moving on and then her kids video calling and seeing him and asking where she's gonna sleep it just made it more real and i'm just wondering is she ready for this because she traveled this far he's ready to be in a relationship with her i don't think she's ready to be in a real relationship with him i think they need to stay friends the way it was he's ready to be in a relationship with her but he's ready to be friends with her kids why first of all <laughs> asking where you're going to sleep when my kids were four, the only thing my kids cared about if they me so they didn't you know they had no idea if i went and stayed with a friend where are you gonna sleep so she looked miserable the whole time yeah. just absolutely. Yeah. that was a hard question i think that the kids are getting way more inquisitive these days because you know i never would have asked that yep. as a kid but it's like these kids are way smarter they're way more inquisitive they pick up on things 
They know things because everybody on Twitter was like, why was that the question? Like, she's in a whole nother country. You would think they would ask about the scenery, the location, um, what side of the street the cars are on, you know, all these different questions. But they went straight to where's the bedroom? Where are you sleeping? Blah, blah. And it was just, it was a lot. Even for Amanda, she looked terrified to even have that conversation. It was just a lot. I think this whole trip is going to be a lot for Amanda. I think yeah. that she, she's in over her head. She bit off way more than the sandwich that she can actually chew. Yeah. But she's there. You know, she's there. She has to deal with this head on. And I think it was good that she didn't want to be intimate or anything on the first night. Because if she did anything, she wasn't going to be ready. And it wasn't going to be enjoyable for her you at all. You know they did. You know they did. They've so you think that they did? They've already spilled the beans. They've already spilled the beans. Next week, they're going to be talking about it. I tweeted it. Like, because they were talking, he was talking about that they were supposed to cuddle, but she was so horny that she started sucking on his yeah. neck. I mean, like, Wait, ew. that was on the first night? Yes. 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 They're going to be talking about it next week. It was on the previews. Yes. I'm so I tweeted it. I can't wait for, like, for Anna. Come on now. Well, I mean, first of all, what kind of conversations is she having in front of her children for her children to be asking, especially her little four, he's what, four years old? To be asking these kind of questions. What kind of conversations is she having in front of them children? And second of all, whenever she got there, you could just tell that, I mean, she she didn't even want to be there. I think I think she was excited or maybe liked the idea. But once she got there with her seeing that it was it was really happening, that guilt started um, started, you know, um, coming on her. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, she, her husband wasn't even, um, hadn't even passed away a half a year. She was already looking for someone else. She's been in a relationship for four months. Her husband's barely been passed for a year. I mean, heck yeah. I mean, who, who wouldn't have kind of guilt? That's way yep. too soon. I mean, the dirt's still fresh, yep. in my opinion. I agree. It's, it's very fast, and I think that if this relationship was to work, she would have to do the work, you know, of processing um, the end of that relationship and the loss. Because until you process the loss, you know, you can pretend and, and go on like things are okay, but it eventually hits you. And I think we could see it in her face on that FaceTime call with her kids and she kind of looked like she wanted to cry. I think it was setting in, you know, this is really happening my husband is really gone. I'm really in a relationship with somebody else. And I don't think that any of these things should be happening right now. Has, like, I feel like that's she even, that. She hasn't even given her children the opportunity to grieve or to even acknowledge, you know, what's really happened to their, to their dad, yeah. you know, and then she's all of a sudden bringing another man into the picture. He's already talking to him. Who does that? I mean, I, if I, if that was, me i would I, I would have to be in a relationship i think at least a year at least before i would even let my children know anything about him because you don't never know what's going to happen yeah exactly she's like moving said, way too fast like i said last episode you know with her leaving the country those kids are probably i mean they seem okay when they're on video and everything they seem happy but the thought of you know dad and didn't come back and now mom's leaving they've got to be just so confused i mean the fact that they can call her is great but also something he's trying he, he 
had to point out his TikTok stuff. Every once in a while, DLC puts someone's TikTok on there with their like TikToks. So he had like three videos put on there. Said he had to say 27,000 followers and all this stuff. But then he turns around when she gets and he makes the comment, oh, I'm so excited. My heart's 100 beats per minute. Does he know how the human heart works? So your heart's beating normal for somebody you're so excited to meet? Like, I, I, I just can't. He's killing me. But oh. he's, when he said, I'm ready to be friends, friends with our kids. Yeah. But, I caught that too, because I was like, you're 26. They don't have friends your age. They, they need a stepdad or aunts and uncles. You know, friends don't come in your age. They, they come much younger and they go to school with them. Yep. But, oh, so let's talk about the TikTok that he was filming in the middle of the city um, yeah. where he was taking off his shirt. So what is happening? Like, that is definitely not TikTok. Is that what's going on on TikTok? Because I, I, I don't know. He had 127,000 followers, so I wanted to see if he was lying down there. And he's got almost 140,000 now. So. Whoa, that's a lot. Okay. I mean, maybe, maybe that is what people are watching on TikTok. I thought that was more OnlyFans content. I watch dogs, cats, and goats, so <laughs> that's what you'll see on my TikTok. <laughs> he said that he gets tips. Okay, so somebody online said he strips online on TikTok or lives or whatever and gets tips. Isn't that like the equivalent of like an online stripper? That's what somebody said online. Is, is that like the equivalent of like an online stripper? That makes sense because he said he wasn't going down another button until they started sending gifts. Right. That makes so basically he's just like a, you know what do you call those like a, well for male men it's just a male stripper I think is what they call yeah. it Inter oh, exotic dancer I, I'm you're not supposed to use the word stripper I think it's exotic dancer or entertainer yeah. I apologize if I if I offended anyone you're not supposed to use that word anymore <laughs> but he gets tips and he goes online and he does these things or whatever and he asks people to give him money. And people on Twitter were like, well, that just kind of makes him a stripper, but just like, a, I said it again, an entertainer, but like online, which, you know, is basically the same thing as in an actual club because no one can touch you or anything. So it's the same thing. It's yeah. just a visual thing. But the only difference is, is TikToks have, so he, he can't go nude. So all he can do is show his abs. I mean, big deal. You can see that anywhere. I can go to Rishi's old Instagram and see that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Rishi is definitely another person who is against shirts. Yeah. We have definitely seen that. Because I, I think I tweeted earlier tonight, I was like, can somebody get a scene where Rod's on is oh, hi, shirt? Oh, God. How are you doing? Sure, listen, I'm not getting any money. <laughs> I don't get it. I hear it. Start throwing the money. Yes, he'll take down the other button. Come on, bring the money. I need money. Go, go. Guys, tip Scott. Scott is, is dancing for tips. I, I'm dealing with y'all tonight, I swear. Okay. I'm like negative. I, I, I'm i like hoping somebody throw me like a quarter. You know what I mean? That's the tip, Scott. Oh, tip. my goodness. I can't, I can't, I can't I, deal with you guys tonight. I'll be on here because I'll get in trouble. I'm not supposed to go live. But the only way around it, I would say you guys can just talk to Allie and I'll, and I'll just listen. How about that? Oh, hi, Allie. Allie, alive. Oh, hi, Allie. All right, guys. Always fun. I'm, I'm watching Match Me Abroad. Oh, my God. I love that show. Yeah. I'm obsessed. So, all right. Listen, guys, I got to get off before I get in trouble. All so, right. 
thing. So you guys are still Team Scotty? We're still Team Scotty. We're, we're hoping that you still can find love before the end of the season. Bro. Four more episodes. Four more episodes. I got to go. Okay, right. yeah, you got to go. Bye. Okay. All right, so what should we – oh, wait. Who are we um, talking about? Okay, so Amanda and Rosbon. Let's Let's move Okay. On. Right, let's move on. Let's talk about somebody else. Before we move on, before we move on, he okay. said something that flew, that flew up a like a big red flag to me. Okay. He was talking about in his um in his country, um doing what he does, um the TikToks that he knew that he would never be able to make money. So, is he doing it? Get into a relationship with Amanda, which I know he said that either. He can move to America or she can move to his country. Right. But we all know where he's going with that. I did. I did catch him say, like, oh, there's great schools here. Like, he was leaving it open for her to move there. But I think it would be more difficult for her. Her kids have been through a lot in a small amount of time. Moving them to Romania would be way too much. Right. So I think that he's banking on the fact that there's no chance that she would uproot these these kids after all of the changes that they've had in their lives, and he's probably going to make it to the U.S. He hasn't really said the green card is the goal, but he hasn't really said it's not, right? But he did say that he can't make money doing his TikToks and other things that he's doing in his country. Yeah. But my other... He's wanting that green card. My other concern was that he's been talking to her for four months. He's already saying, I love you. She's already wants to be besties with her kids. Okay, we, we've established that. But then it comes out tonight that what was he with his ex-wife? We didn't even know that he was married before, but he was with her for like 10 seconds, then proposed to her, married her, and it lasted a minute and a half. So is he just a one-year marriage kind of guy? He's done, like, now it's really too soon to bring those kids in. Yeah, I wanted to know more about the ex-wife. Yeah. I felt like we got, like, the bare minimal of the story. He's like, oh, I met her a month later. We got engaged. Six months later, we got married. It lasted four months. I was like, what happened in between? Why did you get divorced? What took place? Did she leave you? You left her? Like, there was so much of the story we didn't get because I was like, that whole situation is very peculiar and questionable. Like, you met her and then a month later you're proposing. And did you see in next week's preview, it looked like on the second day she was there, he was trying to propose. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see that. Didi, did you see it? We got a lot to talk about next week. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to talk about. I, we don't know that he did, so we can't really get into it. But Amanda was like, no. Amanda was like, no, if that's what you're doing, no, don't do that. So we, I don't know if that's what he was doing, but based on his last marriage, Within a month, he proposed this would be on brand for Rosman to move very quickly. And I think that the, the stakes are high in this situation because, like you said, he could get over to America where, you know, he could get a lot more tips on his videos and his TikToks. And it, it would be a win-win for him specifically, yeah. not necessarily for Amanda. Oh, I think um, David's here. Hey, David. Okay, so speaking of David, I want to talk about David. So David is making his way overseas to where was he going Didi? where was he going to the Philippines. david was um philippines right to yeah philippines so he's going so okay so i was watching and there were so many aspects of travel that really caught me off guard because david was like well if they change my gate 
or if there's a delay, I won't know. And I was like, there's so many things that we take for granted. I never even put the two and two together and realized how much travel, how more difficult travel can be for someone who is hearing impaired, for someone who can't hear the, those, I call them annoying announcements because they barely ever pertain to me. Yeah. But the fact that the people that they do pertain to, he couldn't hear it. And that is so hard because he's traveling alone internationally by himself. And then there's a lot of people where he's going in the Philippines who don't understand sign language. And he said that sign is actually different in each language. It's a little different. So even though he can speak perfectly well in sign, um, where he's going, they might not understand it. Just like our language, just like there's, you know, American English and there's English where they, they speak English differently right. in other countries. It works the exact same way with sign. And I had no idea. I was, I was so dumbfounded at how difficult just getting to the plane, getting to his gate, getting to where he's going. And then there's all these different layovers and all these plane switching. There's so much. So I was so worried. And I really wish Carlos would have jumped on with him and, and escorted him because I, was like, I really just want someone to go with David because I'm super worried that he's, you know, all alone and there's nobody there to help. If he really needs help, there might not be someone who knows sign that could point him in the right direction. So I was just so taken back and it made me really realize how much we were taken for granted in our everyday lives. Yeah. Yeah. Is, that South Korea, like that's yeah. place entirely different. I just, what a good friend though. I felt like his friend was so sweet and so caring, so I wanted him to go with him too. And that's kind of where I thought it was going to go. I was hoping, man, I hope this worked for him. Me too. Yeah, me too. I, me I, too. I love that Carlos was like, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to come yep. and get you. Cause I was like, Carlos called me. I got my passport. I'll come to yep. like, we can go get David. If things don't work out, he needs somebody to come get him. We will come and get you. Don't worry about that. I do want this to work though. So yep. we met Sheila and her parents and her son. So I want to get some raw reactions because um, Sheila's dad made a comment about when he gets here, is he going to help repair your house? And we saw her house. Her house looked, uh, it, it needs a lot of help. Like there was a typhoon and there was a fire and she's doing the best that she can. But I didn't really particularly like the dad asking as soon as he gets here, is he going to pay to have your house repaired? I just didn't like the direction that that conversation was going. Yeah. Like, can he get there, meet you, have dinner, get to know the family first? I didn't really like that direction of it. So how did you guys feel about the interaction with Sheila and her family? I was sad. I was sad that that was the reaction. Like, I mean, I really hoped out, but when he gets there, is that going to be the first thing the dad wants to know? Is right. that what him, how, and how is he going to ask him? David just going to walk up and he's going to go like this, money, money, money. I mean, that's sad. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate the way how um how she defended David. I do. You know, and saying, you know, we need to be appreciative uh, of what he's done so far to help. Yeah. What he sent, what he's done has been, uh, you know, a really good help. And you know, and she she also made it very clear too, you know, that she gets um criticized for being with him because he's deaf. Yeah. She made it clear she don't care. She's, um, I mean, she's halfway deaf too. You know, her hearing aid is only going to work for so long and then she's going to be deaf. Yeah. That, that I, isn't, you know, that doesn't matter to her. And so far, I haven't seen no red flags with her. Yeah. That don't mean I'm not looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel the same I way. I really like, do hope they can make it. I really do. Me I definitely too. feel like I'm keeping my eye on the situation. But like you said, I haven't seen anything with Sheila. Tyre, Tyre, what's up, Tyre? Thank you so much. Oh, you're watching the show now. We watched it. We have so much to talk about, especially about you, <laughs> actually. Oh, so, you're so, next. I'm yeah, really, you're next, Tyre. Yeah, you're next. We'll be, we'll be nice, though, kind of. <laughs> Maybe. So, I really, really do hope that David finds what he's looking for and Sheila's the right person. And I just, I want to know more about their plans, like where they want to live, how they want to do things and how they're going to communicate. And oh, Sheila said something in the show that I don't know if it was a translation issue or whatever, but she said, I can hear fine now, but in the future, I won't be able to. Yeah. What do you think she meant by that? Is her hearing like going? I wanted a little more insight on That's that. That's what she was. Yeah, that's what she was talking about, that her hearing aid is only going to function for so long, and then she'll be completely deaf as well. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So that is what she meant. So this is why she said David makes her feel safe yeah. and comfortable, knowing that if that's the transition she has to make, she can be there with someone who can help her along the way. That's exactly what she meant, because when she said that, I was like, well, does that mean that her, her hearing is, is digressing, it's getting worse, or... Because I thought the hearing aid would actually make it, you know, so she could maintain the hearing she had now. I didn't realize that it was getting worse. Yeah, it's sad. It's so sad. So I want to talk about Tyree because Tyree got some information last week, very early in the season, episode one. He got some information about Carmela, and it's a guy named Christian, as far as we know. Um, there was a recording that we only heard about three seconds of. It was difficult for Tyree to listen to the recording because that made this a real situation because Tyree had a really piece of hope that it was a misunderstanding. It was really her. The person that they spoke to was not actually Carmela and the situation was not as it seemed. But as we've been going along through the episode, it seems like the situation is definitely what it seems. It definitely seems like this guy Christian is catfishing Tyree. And we found out that in 2019, um, Carmela asked for money, Tyree said no, and then back in 2021, I believe, they asked for money again, and he sent small amounts each month, and that was alarming. I mean, 50 to 150, I think, is what Tyree said. Not super alarming, but it's alarming that it went on for so long. I think that's what caught me as this is a serious catfish situation. It's killing me because I, Tyree, I'm just going to say it, I love that guy. To hold his hands, I wanted to hug, I wanted to be right there with his siblings, but also want to shake the shit out because he already went to and she ghosted him then. Right. That should have been that should have been a done deal. COVID, no COVID, I don't care. That should have been a done deal. So it makes me angry that this person has his heart enough that mm. to lead him on for another two years after that. And, and he's still hanging on to hope, even though he knows it's a man, he's still hope. It's well, I think Tyree is thinking of the situations where it's like a team, like Carmela might still be real. Yeah. And there's like a guy who's like a ringleader who's, um, you know, using her as the decoy and then and getting the money. So he's thinking maybe there's a possibility that I was actually talking to her and maybe she does actually 
my, in the beginning, it was a catfish, but she built feelings for me. I get it. You know, you want to, four years of your life is a long time. Yeah. It's hard for you to accept the fact that you, you got catfish and it, it's not real. But geez, man, I'm, I'm just so, and another thing that caught me off guard was Tyree didn't tell his family at all during the whole four years about Carmela. And this was, in his mind, a very serious relationship. And mm -hmm. he had traveled to Barbados to see her and told them that he was going there and didn't tell them why. And that's yeah. also a little alarming to me. I don't like the fact that he keeps his family in the dark. What does actually think that, though? I mean, seriously, did he tell him, I just, it's live TikTokers following me. What does the family think that is being filmed? There has, I mean, they've got camera crews constantly, so they have to know something. I don't know. I'm just, I'm so lost on all of it. I know. No, this whole situation, and he said that he's watched Catfish, and he knows that he should have saw the signs, and he should have realized what was going on, but he still let it happen. And then, like you said, after the meeting where he got stood up, but do you remember we were watching um, seasons ago, years ago, David Murphy, he kept traveling to the Ukraine to meet Lana. And I want to say he went three or four times before he actually became like face to face yeah. with Lana. And he wouldn't let it go. And we were like, oh my God, David, this is not a real person. Let it go, let it go. And then to everyone's astonishment, Lana walks into this cafe and she actually meets him. I literally probably lost 50 bucks on that. I, I put money on it. I just knew it wasn't real. So I, I know Tyree is holding on to that. Whole no, 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 you don't understand. You weren't there. You don't know the conversations we had. You don't know how deep our conversations were. So he's holding on to the hope. And I don't blame anybody. Hope, you got to hold on to hope. That's what keeps us all motivated and going in this world. You got to hold on to any piece of hope that you can. I'm just really hurt that somebody would do this to Tyree because I feel like Tyree would give you the last 20 bucks in his wallet, like if you asked. So the fact that someone took advantage of him to this point is just vile. It's so evil and so vile. And I hope, I really do hope Tyree gets the chance to confront this person. I think we saw a preview further into the season where he was waiting to meet the person. I want them to show up. Man, I, I want them to show up. I'm ready to go over there the person myself i am so pissed off i just I, I i hope now that we're months past i hope that someone has seen him spooked him up shown him what love is given him everything he needs i hope somebody has done that captured his heart patted it in bubble wrap all that good stuff and i hope christian his ass kicked plain and simple pay back every penny you yep. took yep. so then, wrong i wish there were laws against catfish and I wish that you could criminally convict people for this. I hate seeing this happen to people. And it's not just like hurting someone, it's emotional abuse. Yeah. You're emotionally abusing this person. You're hurting them to an extent where it could take years for them to be able to come out of this this distress. Like it's putting people through things that no one is ever equipped to go through. Like no one is equipped to go through that type of emotional abuse. For someone to say, I love you, to, to talk to you every day for hours and hours. And that's another thing. This Christian person had time to hold a conversation with him for hours and hours a day. Yeah. Because at first, first I was like, well, maybe this is like an ongoing scam. He uses pictures. There's more than one person. He's catfishing all these people. But how would he have time to talk to Tyree every day for hours a day? It, it, that's why I think Tyree is like, this has to be something more, right? But that's his job. That's, that's his actual job.
And I'm sure Tyree. That's what cameras do. They sure have Tyree multiple screens in front of them. Yeah, so. Tyree's not the only one. He's probably got 50 other Americans that think that he's a she and is doing the same thing. So even though Tyree's only send, spending 50 to $100 a month, if you have 10 or 20 people doing that, they're earning a great living over there. Yeah. Oh, right. I mean, they're, they're even starting doing the tweet now saying, um, uh, I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter, that everybody's saying that they think that Tyree is getting scammed by the Williams, just yep. like you're like, yep. they think it's the Williams. Oh, that really? Put it, you didn't see that on Twitter? I didn't see that one. Yes, I did. I, I seen that on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, but I get the emotional, I get the emotional attachment. You know, it's been four years. I get the emotional emotional attachment because if you listen to what Tyree said whenever the season first started, you know, it's, it's always been hard for him to find someone that would even take him serious because him being overweight mm -hmm. and, you know, other things that, you know, in his life as well. You know, he has to take care of, it, of his mom. You know, he has to put his mom um, first, which he needs to, especially with her being sick. Yep. And and then um, Camilla was the only one that he had that he could actually talk to, that he could vent to. Yeah. So they grow. He got emotionally attached. Yeah. And see, that's what you know from from what I've I've never been scammed before. But seeing everyone and you know on on social media that has been scammed. That's what the scammers want. They want to think that you're talking to this special person. And then that's when they start slowly, you know, getting in, um, asking you for money and trying to make it look like this relationship is real when all along this is is a scam. Yeah. I get it. Four years. I mean, he's emotionally attached. He's not going to give up on it. And I hope, you know, when he does go over there, when we see that part where he does go over there, I hope she does walk in. Yep. I do too. I'm not Tyree. I mean, you never know. We all thought Lana. Yeah. We all I thought Lana wasn't did. wasn't real. So, and she was real. So, ninety days fiance. There's no she telling. She was still scamming David, though. She was still yeah. scamming him all the way, but she did show oh, up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but at least she did show up. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, at least she showed up, and and he got to ask her the questions that he needed to ask, but it never turned into anything. But I want to find somebody for Tyree, so that's going to be our next test. We're going to find yes. somebody for Tyree. We're going to fix all this. We're going to fix this. We're not therapists for Tyree. We're going to fix all this. Yes, we are. So is that – who else was there? Because I know Gino and Jasmine are last. Who else? Are we missing anyone? No, but next week we have – it looks like we have a couple of new couples. Yeah, I saw that. I'm excited. There's, like, I think eight couples all together this season, which – I think it's the most we've ever gotten on a before the 90 days. So I don't know if that means that some people aren't going to make it through the whole season and they're going to break up early. I don't know how this is going to work, but it's typically six. So yeah. I'm, I'm interested in knowing what's going on with that because this new girl that we're meeting next week, I'm all excited. I'm all excited for her story. And the few seconds of it that I saw, I was hooked. But I told you, this whole season has had me hooked. Like, from the very first episode when we found out that Carmela was not who she was at, it was just, they had me hooked. Like, I couldn't even get off the couch to refill my drink. I needed to know what was going to happen. Yeah. So, Jasmine has traumatized us. Are you ready? Explaining <laughs> yes. to us 
how butt plugs work. This is how this was how her scene started. She was like, "Oh, guys, this is what you need to do when you're going to be doing this type of sex. You're going to use these butt plugs." And she literally gave us a an explanation of how it works as if we didn't know. I mean, we knew, but we didn't care. But we knew and she feels that she needs to try anything to to fix her sex life with Gino. Gino has made it clear though, the reason why he doesn't want to have sex is because they fight all the time and her excessive spending. And we saw the $3,000 a month apartment that she is sharing the building with her ex, which Gino doesn't know about, and her excessive spending, and they fight all the time. So I can totally understand why the spark isn't there, because when they're not fighting, he's watching his money go fast so like that can make you lose the mood if, if if i'm not i mean correct me if i'm wrong but for me i would that would be very hard for me to to keep the mood going knowing that those things are going on and they when jasmine and gino fight they fight like i remember the fight last season when they were on where she took his hat off she attacked him like when they fight it is a physical altercation so i can understand how he feels that way so raw reaction on Jasmine's um, idea first. Well, last week she had her Hunana tightened. That was the first phase of fix our sex life. And then phase two is the back door option. So what do you ladies think of Jasmine's way of fixing her sex life? Raw reactions, wrong answers only. <laughs> wrong answers only. As soon as I saw it, I only think about <laughs> I was like, well, thank you. Much fun with this one. But what the hell? I don't care any man, any woman for that matter, watching her spend that kind of money, but looking like Jasmine, no problem. No problem. Spend it if you need it. I mean, no man. Oh, you spent too much money. Now I don't find you attractive. She is dropping. I, yeah, you're not wrong. Like the first, I tweeted last week. I was like, imagine landing a woman that looks like jasmine and you don't want to sleep with her yeah like, imagine like that's unheard of the craziest thing i've ever heard she's beautiful in every aspect of the word like and she's feisty a lot of people might use the word crazy but i think men are very attracted to crazy women yeah okay like that is a huge turn on so i don't know why gino feels any type of certain like gino has hit the lottery yeah three times in a row yeah by keeping first of all by getting jasmine keeping jasmine after sending her news to his ex still keeping her after that he's won the lottery okay millions he should be so lucky that she even gives him the time of day so the yeah. idea that she's begging him to touch her is insanity to me yes i agree i I'm completely dumbfounded i don't know how i i she is so beautiful that most men out there that don't have any money would go find money that she could spend if she would say half of those things to them i mean she's straightforward she is all over him but also he needs to be slapped for not her that her lipstick was clownized on her face at the airport like yeah. he's everywhere does my makeup look fine great stop it gino you're a damn liar i'm so mad about that sometimes i feel like gino is afraid to say things to Jasmine. Do you feel that way? I feel, yeah, I feel like he he's afraid of her reaction. 
Yeah. Because whenever she asks a question, he'll just say whatever the best case scenario answer is, just to make sure that she doesn't get mad or start screaming. I feel like he, even in the airport, he was kind of afraid of her. Because she's yeah. like, I'm going to take you home, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to eat you. And he was just like, He's like, okay. oh my. <laughs> right. Like, like, I felt like he was terrified. And I was like, why are you terrified? This woman is literally obsessed with you. Yeah. We can't explain it. But she's obsessed with you, every aspect of you. Why are you upset or, or unhappy? Like, this is every man's dream, and you're living it. You're legit living it. <laughs> but, you, you know, there's, I have to think about how to say this nicely. There are so many men out there in America who are single, good looking, and very, I see Gina probably has money but probably not like oozing pores. But there, there is a million other men she could choose. And she has chosen him. Like, he needs to wake up. Yeah. Like, yeah. her day. She, you're right. She could pick anybody. She could have her pickings of anybody. Money, no money, attractive, not attractive. She could just pick. Yep. And she stuck it out with him because most women would have ended it when he sent her naked pictures to his ex to brag. Yep. That would have been the end of it yep. because then the ex was sending it to other people. You know, like that would have literally been the end of the relationship and she's still with him. So it's clear she loves him. And like yep. you said, Gino doesn't have all the money in the world. Okay. He don't have all the money in the world. He might have some, but he doesn't have all the money in the world. She could easily get somebody who has way more money. Right? Like, it's not even about money for her. Oh, let's talk about what she said about the will. She said when she was out with her friends, she was like, well, I'm planning on getting a green card moving over there. And before that happens, because, you know, this process takes years, she was like, I need him to change his will. So God forbid, in case something happens to him before that process happens, I get everything um, that he has. How do you guys feel about that statement? Because, you know, Gino's family thinks that she should sign a prenuptial agreement, which she already said, there ain't no way she signed no prenuptial agreement. And I kind of think that asking someone coming from another country to sign one isn't right because they're leaving behind everything that they've ever had and known to come to America. So saying, come over here so I can leave you high and dry, I don't agree with anyway. Yeah. But I want to know how you guys feel, first of all, about I disagree, the I disagree, I disagree, I disagree. You do? Do. Okay, I want to hear it. Me too. Well, first of all, yeah, let's go back to last season. Okay. Especially on the tell-all. Okay. Um, Jasmine said in front of Gino's family and to the whole, all the tell-all, that when she came over here to the United States and if Gino messed up, she was kicking him out of the house and taking everything he owned. Yeah, did. I agree with her. That's why I say prenup. Then whenever she's talking about today, um, whenever, you know, uh, to, on tonight's episode, she's talking about um, that she has to do a will or they need to do a will where he leaves everything to her. Prenup. Pre-freaking-up. As soon so, as, yes, prenup. But wait, you realize that 
she can't even work when she gets here. So like what she was saying was when she gets here before the process is done, if something was to happen, she would need that because she would be homeless Yes. because she couldn't even work. She would have to be either deported or apply for an extension and she still couldn't work. But she still don't think want his family to have anything. She wants to take everything from his family. I get it to where maybe, you know, he, you know, maybe leave her the house or, you know, make sure she's okay until she could get on her feet. But she's wanting to leave his family with nothing, nothing. Only if he's dead. That's in the will. She just doesn't want to sign a prenup. So if he messes up. Prenup. She can... she, they, they need a prenup. She, they need a prenup. I just like I've been saying, like I have been saying, she is with Gino for the green card. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't disagree. Not, like, have you not been seeing the, the expression on my face? She don't love that man. I don't disagree with you. I think that coming to America <laughs> no, is part don't. of the package. Part of the package. <laughs> oh, someone uh -huh. said, hold on. Someone said, what's a prenup? A prenup is an agreement that you signed prior to getting married where you, whatever you have prior to the marriage is yours. And then whatever you make during the marriage is joint property, joint revenue. So meaning Gino would keep like his house, uh, if he has a certain amount of money in the bank prior to the marriage, she can't touch that amount, just anything that is added after um, they were to get married. So basically, it's only, and it only takes effect if the marriage is dissolved. So the prenup is useless if the marriage is still intact, but it, it takes place once there's like a divorce proceeding, someone cheats, something like that. I'm just interested in knowing that you believe she should come over here and just hope that things work out even though she's not on the work she's leaving behind everything her her revenue her income her education because she was a teacher back in panama and you think that it's not gino's responsibility and, to leave her anymore. and gino cost her that job she had that job now I'm, I'm not saying what gino did it was right i'm not saying that i'm not saying that at all what gino did was very wrong and she needed to whoop his butt I mean, she took it a whole lot. I mean, even though she got as mad as she did, she still took it a whole lot better than I would have. Is what I'm saying is she's wanting to come over here and take ownership of something that Gino had before she even um, became in the picture is what I'm saying. Okay. They need to make something where whenever they get married, if something happens to Gino uh, while they're still married, whatever they made together, from the time she got here and they got married. Why does she want to take everything from Gino? She I, didn't work for that. That's what I'm talking it, about. But that, that's, that was kind of, I took that from her saying, I mean, she's already trying to make it better. So yeah. I want him to do a will right now. He's only 53. Like you're acting like he's three and he's got one foot in the ground. Come on, he's 53. So she is, like, you're not even married yet. So. Exactly. Exactly. And why, I mean, I understand where, I mean, everybody needs a wheel, yes, especially yes. these days. Everybody needs a wheel because you don't never know from one day to the next. You yes. know what I'm saying? But it's what I'm saying. It needs to be from the time they get married from their foundation together. That's what that wheel needs to be focused on, not on stuff that she has no, no part of. She didn't buy that house he's at or apartment or whatever. You know, she didn't have um, put that money into the account that he has now. She didn't help him buy the vehicle that he has now. That's what I'm talking about. She wants to take ownership of everything. How is that fair to Gino?
yeah, Gino has screwed up, and Gino is a, he's an asshole. I don't like Gino because of what he does, and he's not truthful to anybody. He was trying to lie to his family tonight about, you know, talking to her about um, the prenup. He lies all the time. He is an habitual liar. But at the end of the day, he worked for what he has now. She didn't have any hands in it, is what I'm saying. They need to make the will from their foundation whenever they get married forward, is yeah. what I'm saying. But also, I feel like Gino is, I feel like she's never going to get here anyway, because Gino is dragging his feet on, his, on the whole K-1. I feel like <laughs> even applied, she even insinuated that. She's never seen any kind of paperwork or anything. Did like? I mean, I know the answer to that, but I don't want to talk about that because don't tell us, George. It has, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. So I, I feel like Gina's dragging his feet, and I don't know. I mean, I feel like she's going to end up over here, but I feel like it's going to end on. I don't feel feel like it's going to end on bad terms. I don't feel like it's going to end, but I feel like it's going to be tumultuous the entire So you're thinking of like a cult and Larissa. Yes. That's your, it's gonna, it's gonna happen, but it's not gonna be pretty. Yes. It's gonna, I think I see what you're, yeah, I get it. 100%. Like Larissa wanted to take everything cult had. It's exactly, yeah, it's, that's exactly the, when you were explaining it, that was the vibes that I got because Larissa was like, kick your mom out of the house. I, it's my house. It's my car. This is mine. I'm the queen of this place, you know? And I was like, I'm getting that vibe. So I feel yeah. like it's like, How can Larissa. you take ownership of something you didn't work for? You didn't pay for How can you take ownership of that? That's true. And yeah, that was that like, I was like, could not believe what I was listening to. Like, um, okay. If I were to marry someone, say, I were to marry someone who had, you know, houses or cars or a business or whatever before I came into the picture. I would want, I would tell him, I want to sign a prenup because if I'm going into a marriage or if I'm going into a relationship with someone that has stuff before I came into the picture, I want them to know if, if I'm in it because I really want to be with them, I, I, I would say yes. Before we get married, let's do a prenup. But if you, because I don't want what you had before me. Right. But if you were from another country, you wouldn't want any form of security if you knew you were going somewhere. I would, you couldn't work. Had nothing. I, no. Fear. I would want something from when we got married. Our foundation that we built together. Yeah, sort of like leaving from Bilal and his wife. What she was, what she's doing from what they're doing, the foundation that they're building forward. Because everybody thought that she wanted, um, that's why she didn't want to sign a prenup. But, but she didn't even have any kids. She didn't have kids prior to him. Right. So, yeah. But it's what I'm saying. But it's what I'm saying. If you didn't work for it, maybe I have different thoughts. I don't know. My, but are, Gina it, cost her her job, so he cost her her income. He's asking her to move to a different country and leave her kids and her family, but mainly her kids. I like she, to something when she gets here you gotta walk around arm in arm with that guy and look like you're happy you deserve something like a well, freaking i just felt like when she gets here even after they get married there's like a period of a year to two years where she can't work so i just thought it would be nice for her to be 
secure in knowing even if they get married he cheats on her something happens she's secure or he passes you know whatever she's secure where she is she's just not high and dry right that was my thought i didn't think that she was like trying to take everything from him because like she's you said, he's, only, he's only 53 i don't think that his life is anywhere close to being anywhere near that i just think that she needs to know that leaving her country leaving her kids leaving everything there's a, a sense of security and i think everybody needs that like you oh. wouldn't go to another i would never go to another country and just hope that the person that I'm going to see likes me next month and and I'm not going to be homeless after that if we yeah. get into a fight. Like, I just want to know, you know, because I can't work over there. Because, you know, in America, if something doesn't work out, you just go apply for your own apartment and you go and move on. But it's not that easy for, for Jasmine because she can't apply for an apartment because she can't work. Right. She can't have anything legally um, that she would be in charge to pay for because she wouldn't even have a social security number yet. Right. So I just, I don't know, I look at it differently, but I, I understand your point of view because all of Gino's accomplishments and all the money he has, the home that he has, the car he has, that could be left to his family. I do understand that. And his family has been there way longer than Jasmine. So I, I see both sides of the story. Right. But I think what I learned about was the family. I don't, I don't know which one, I don't know who she was, cousin something said it that used kids right okay gino's 53 jasmine already had, in my recollection that's not anything i remember talking about having children so i mean is that you don't birth control because she don't want children yeah. that was that that was talked about last season yeah the yeah. bomb that's dropped this season is that where they're going with it because she said you still want to have kids well yeah i noticed that too which is interesting i mean she's only 35 it's yeah. not unheard of right but why i mean i don't know i look at kids as like um a last thing that you would want to do like if she moves to america i feel like there's so many opportunities for her yeah. why yeah. like stop you know the different opportunities she could pursue by being a mom but i don't know i i might have the worst possible um, perception of, of having a kid right away in the relationship. Some women might look at it as that's exactly what they want to do and it's a gift and it's a goal. I just look at it as she would be coming to this country. She would have all of the opportunities for working because she was a teacher over there. Maybe she wants to continue her education um, career. She wants to, she could do anything. So it yeah. would be weird to me uh, with her already being an established mom to have a baby at this point in her life, especially I know Gino doesn't want any kids right but that's what i'm saying tonight on the episode whoever the girl was i don't know if it was his sister or his cousin or who she was they sat down at the dinner table and she said i still want kids right so he's like yeah so that just seems weird to me that he wants kids but it just it all seems weird to me something's got bad about them night thanks for watching so yeah someone said does she do on fans she does only fans now but she was a teacher before that um and unfortunately those pictures got circulated around and she lost her job in the education field she does only fans now but that is definitely not the career path that she wanted she enjoyed teaching a lot but she's made that really but that said, now that kind of kind of validates so if she she is an OnlyFans, then, I mean, technically, she 
work in America. She's making her own OnlyFans, right? And I'm sure she's making a boatload. I don't know how that works. Can you make money online if you're based in America? Because you're not supposed to work. Well, I'm but sure she's based out of Panama. I mean, if I couldn't work somewhere, I'd keep all of my in the U.S. and be like, hey, mom, you know, I need you to get into my account. Send me the $30,000 paid this month from, you know, my account. I feel like that's some sort of crime. It, I don't. <laughs> not saying that it can't be done. I mean, not, yeah, that's true. Yes, true. Just because it's a crime doesn't mean you can't do it. If, if it was, that's the whole point of it being a crime, I think, because people have done it and got yeah, caught. That's the whole point. Her being on OnlyFans, she probably makes a penny. So Gino might be better off ha signing a prenup. Well, Jasmine might be better off signing a prenup so she can keep whatever she's made. See, that's interesting because she wants Gino to pay for the hotel and she wants Gino to pay for, not the hotel, the, the $3,000 apartment and the apartment she had prior to that was really expensive. If she's making all of this money, why does she want Gino to pay for everything? Or do you guys agree with that? Do you think it's fair because she's waiting to come to America that she shouldn't have to pay any of her expenses in Panama? Do you guys think that's fair? I think she should be her own shit until she gets to America. Hmm. Dee, how do you feel? I, I don't know. I think Gino, because because of the part that, that Gino made her lose her job, I oh. think he should pay for it. Okay. okay. I mean, because she did say, I'm waiting you know, here for the green car. He's dragging her along. Yeah, so. and he's the one that's like, okay, I filed it, okay. And we, like you said, we don't know if he filed it or not. So yeah. maybe it, it is fair that he's paying for everything because he might be the one that is making the process take longer well, than it should. I also, I retract what I just said. I do kind of feel like he should have to pay for everything because he cost her her job. I don't feel like he should have had to pay for everything up to that point which we know he was, mm -hmm. but up to that point, once she lost her job because of him, absolutely should have been taking care of her. Yeah. Absolutely. The fact that she had to go to OnlyFans and, and Gino didn't help her, that just says a lot. I'm just gonna leave that out there. I'm not gonna elaborate, but you know, that says a lot because I don't think she ever really wanted to do that. Yeah. So the fact that she thought she had to, that says a lot in itself, because I don't think that because the fact that it, it costed her her job in education, I think that that was the last thing she wanted to do. So but, I... Oh, I mean, I'm sure everybody follows her on Instagram and stuff. She's had a lot of procedures done in the last year. I mean, her eyes, her nose, her lips, her chest, everything. She's had all of it done. Is she paying for that herself or is that something Gino's paying for? Like, I feel like she's spending her own money just not to, you know on not on living expenses i see what you're saying yeah. because yeah i feel like when we saw him in panama the first time and she took him clothing shopping and he left the store he wouldn't even buy it because the total yeah. i don't even think it was a thousand dollars it wasn't even much he wouldn't even buy he's like this is ridiculous i'm not paying that i don't think that he would have paid for this many procedures yeah. in such a short amount of time so i think you're right i think that she's spending her own money on herself and then she's using gino's money for like expenses for like home car you know things like that and but is that okay are we are we fine with that well yeah because he lost her her job okay. had he not her job i mean he i mean in in all actuality you know i'm still not backing down from the prenup they still need to do the prenup 
they both will be safe that way. But he did ruin her. I mean, his ex, you know, put her uh, pictures all over social media. That ruined her. That ruined her career. And she made it very, you know, very clear and very obvious. Her teaching, that was, you know, that was her, her main um, goal in life was to be able to be a teacher and to keep teaching the children. That yeah. that was, the you know, her job that she loved. She loved that career. And for him to the stoop as low as he did to send those pictures to his ex because he wanted his ex to get jealous. I mean, come on. What person in the right mind would send anybody, I don't care who it is, anybody, pictures of your, your partner, whether it's a man or a woman, nudes, I mean, and then they can put it, that, that can ruin someone's, you know, ruin someone's life, their career, which it ruined hers. So, yeah, I think she should um, keep making him pay for everything. Yep. I mean, he asked for it, but yep. I still think I agree. they need to do a prenup. I don't like prenups. I think people know that about me, though. I don't like them because I feel like it sets, you're, you're saying that this might not work out. And I feel like you should always enter into things that you're- I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I feel it does not say that it's not gonna work out. It's just saying, it's it's just, to, or in my mind, it's saying that, that the person wants to be with you because they wanna be with you, not because of what you have. That's the mindset of the person getting the prenup. The mindset of the person needing to sign it is they don't trust me. Yeah. They, I, I get they, that that as well i get that as well but i mean you if know you me you bet your ass i'd have a if it was me going somewhere else you bet your ass i'm not signing that prenup so yeah i see yeah. I, I think I, I i'm i'm with you um carl because like if it was me marrying someone i would have them sign it but if i was marrying someone and i had to leave my country to go to theirs and i couldn't work I'm not signing it Absolutely. because you need to take care of me until I can take care of myself. Yep. So I think mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm with that. They can have a, they can have other paperwork signed up saying that they will be taken care of. Yeah, yeah that's true. I'm like, I I always look at prenups as what you don't get. I do forget that you can have um things. You that can put anything you to. want in a prenup. And you can put, you can have other paperwork done as well that, you know, the spouse will be responsible for you. And if something happens to your spouse, you know, while you're in this process, you know, you can put whatever you want. But it's what I'm saying is, I guess is what is how my mind frame is. Maybe I'm old school. I don't know. But I mean, if you want to be with somebody, whether you're here in your country, in their country, if you, if you are willing to pack up and move to another country you know what you're giving up you know what you put yourself into then what's the problem with a prenup if you need to sign one not everybody needs to sign one if but how jasmine and the only reason why i'm why i'm saying this is because jasmine has proved me right ever since they started on um coming on 90 day fiance she, I mean, she wants to have everything Gino has. She does not like his family. Right. She don't want his family to have anything. But she she's made it clear. He only doesn't like his family because family said he needs a prenup. Is if his family said that, I don't think he'd have a problem with his family. I agree. I, agree. I, don't, know. The family, I don't know. The family doesn't trust Jasmine, and I'm not sure why because 
she stuck with Gino when she had every opportunity and reason to leave him. So for some reason, they don't trust her. They're like, oh, I don't, I think she might be taking advantage of him. And I tweeted this earlier. I was like, if, if Jasmine is taking advantage of Gino, Gino is fully aware and he's allowing it to happen. Yeah. That is, that is the truth. Because Gino is a very intelligent man. He can tell when someone is BSing him. He knows when someone is asking him for something that he shouldn't have to pay for. And if he's giving money to her or if he's doing things for her that he shouldn't, he is of sound mind and mm -hmm. he is doing it because he wants to and yeah. the family blaming jasmine um specifically isn't fair because gino is an adult he's making these decisions if he's sending her money for rent or if he's sending her money for whatever he's doing that there's nothing wrong with his thought process he's able to make good decisions he works yeah. to care of himself i don't like that they're putting it all on jasmine like well she's not a good person she's using him yeah. you can't use a person who's letting you do it like if like i said if if she's using him he's fully aware and he's allowing it to happen and i don't know if that's taking advantage of someone when i in my mind taking advantage of someone is someone that you know doesn't know any better and you can get over on them and you're doing it because you know they can't figure it out yeah that's not what's happening between Gino and jasmine see and i feel like, like the next thing is it's it's a lot of the same thing he doesn't have to give her he doesn't have to do what he's doing so for him to even say that's any use, that, that's ridiculous that just blows my mind that he, that he spends too much money to not touch her to be turned off by her no that's so dumbfounded by that i i'm confused by the whole situation because she's begging him literally because we saw a preview for next week he's laying in the bed and she's like you don't want me like you haven't seen me in months you're laying over there like i'm not here and i'm confused by the whole situation and like you said it's a very expensive relationship yeah. that apartment for one month was three thousand dollars and i'm not saying he should pay in exchange for anything i'm not saying that but right. i feel like if he loves her and he's attracted to her and he wants to be with her you shouldn't be begging yeah it, that i don't understand it, it. I mean, going well, previous seasons, it's like, like um, Mike and what's her? I can't can't even remember her name. Is that memorable? Oh, um, but when Hamena, 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 that that was the the epitome of someone taking advantage of somebody. That, I don't think it's Gino Jasmine. Thank you. Yes, Mike was under the impression that they were in love and she wanted to be with him. She was so vile towards yeah. him. She, she called him names. She, everything that she could have done, she said that he was dirty. And yeah. she didn't like, like, she was vile. She that was, was taking advantage of him. He was putting new furniture in her apartment. He was paying rent. He was doing things for her kids. He was taking care of her family. All for when him to get there, she's disgusted at the sight of him. Yeah. That is taking advantage. Yeah of someone jasmine is not disgusted nope. at the sight of gino she oh. literally tries to jump his bones when she sees him that is not what's yeah. happening at all jasmine wants this man for so, God, stretching her butthole for him right okay like so there is no chance and i know gino's family is like oh this woman she's taking him in. trust me she's not taking him in. she is doing what she wants and he is getting what he wants and for some reason he's not even getting a lot of it 
He doesn't yep. even want to have a lot of it for some reason. But trust me, if he didn't want to be with her and she didn't want to be with him, they would not be together. There is no advantages being taken of anyone. Jasmine is literally begging this man to be with her. Yep. And it's, it's dumbfounded everyone in America. Nobody can put their finger on why this beautiful woman is begging this man from Canton, Michigan to yep. be with her. Like no one. And it's not like he lives in LA and he works for Warner Brothers. No, none of, none of that, right? None of that. He yeah. lives in Michigan, okay? And she's still begging this man. Yep. Well, just by her, by her going on national TV and saying that she wants to have anal sex with her, with Gino, <laughs> come on. And then the dildos, the, what do you call them things? Butt, butt plugs. Plugs. <laughs> and she loves the, the color. I mean, I was like, I was, oh my God, I can't, I can't deal. I cannot deal. I cannot deal. I mean, how do we know Jasmine isn't like, he's got to be doing something to keep her. I mean, either he's, either she's making all this up that they just literally don't have no kind of sex whatsoever. Um, if not, then that girl got to be going somewhere else. I think they're having sex but i think jasmine is like horny all the time and wants it like four and i think jasmine wants it like men want it yeah like four and five times a day because when she's like we never have sex i'm under the impression that they do just not more than once a day there's okay, no well, let's talk about double standard so in the previous season she was mad at him because when he was when she was gone he played with his pee pee without her and she, she was, was irate he wasn't there but she's home with all of her toys and stuff and that's oh that's just okay yes it's such a double standard that's true yeah even if she's preparing yeah for what they're doing that's even still preparing to be with her he yeah that's true see there, there's a lot of double standards there's a lot and the fact that i think it's more so she wants it more than he does Yes. And I think it's the age difference, because I think men reach their peak younger, women reach their peak around her age, right? Yep. Around 35. So I feel like he's slowing down, she's picking up. Yep. It's not so much that he's not attracted to her, but in her mind, she's like, I've done all this, you know, to look like this. Why wouldn't you be attracted yep. to me, you know? Yep, I agree. Makes her feel- Maybe he needs a little blue pill, I don't know. Yeah. To keep up Maybe. with her. He brought some on the one season. Remember, he brought some. He said he didn't need them. He said he didn't, he didn't need it, but according to Jasmine, he does because it's floppy. Remember? <laughs> I think she referred to it as dead. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> she told her daughter, she's like, it's dead. It's dead. All right. So that was this episode. We're only on the second episode. That's how crazy this season has been. We haven't even met everybody. Yeah, I feel cause like. At least, so, I'm excited to see what's in store. This is probably one of the best before the 90 days, and I know we're only—I shouldn't even say that because we're only two episodes in. I have no business saying that, but just in these two episodes so far, I think that we've surpassed the last season at least. Like, I feel like it's just wild what we're seeing. Is I also, I want to say that I just freaking love you. Your comments are cracking me up. Who? Oh, Donna? She is killing me. She's got me rolling tonight. I know, right? I feel like we need to hire her to, to write um, what we say, because she is on a roll tonight. 
like I feel like we need her as a writer. <laughs> I, like, that's what I should be saying. Fired up again. I and I can't, I can't bear I can't see comments on my side. Every once in a while I'll see one. I haven't really I'm seen anything tonight. That's weird. It's like yeah. probably because we got bad weather, so my my internet's messing up. That's oh. probably one. So yeah. But her Usually I see them, but I'm not really seeing anything. Her most recent is it's like Gabe's. It's rigid but not hard, and she's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, Isabel said uh, Gabe's is working fine. So yeah, she said. No <laughs> and according more. to Jasmine, Gino's is dead. Gino's is working just fine for Gino. <laughs> All right. All right. So we'll be back tomorrow for Love in Paradise because there's a lot going on and we're gonna see tomorrow, um, Matthew is going to tell Anna the bad news about her visa process, how long it's gonna take for her to get to America. So I can't wait, but thank you to my co-host Cara and Didi for joining me. This has been Before the 90 Days, um, episode two podcast recap. I'm George Mossy. Make sure you follow me at George Mossy on all platforms. This will be posted on all podcast platforms as well. Please follow my co-hosts, Kara and Didi. I will post their links here as well. Oh, and we'll save this video for anyone who hadn't watched the show yet. I saw a few people say they'll watch it later. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll talk to all of you guys really soon. Bye. 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 Bye.